Well, a good Friday afternoon, Saskatchewan. Jamie and I with you here. The Green Zone is live from the Montana's Briar as it gets going tonight. Draw number one will feature the local favorites, Team Saskatchewan on the ice tonight. Skipped, of course, by Mike McEwen, who joined us on the Green Zone yesterday. Also on the ice tonight is the defending champion, Brad Gushu. Brad Gushu trying to win his sixth Briar Championship, which would tie him with uh, Randy Furby for the most. You also have a battle of Alberta between uh, Kevin Cooey and Aaron Slachinski, who actually beat Kevin Cooey in the Alberta Provincial Final. Cooey is here as one of those ranking teams that get bumped into the Briar now, that it's an 18-team field. And also uh, tonight you have Quebec against the Northwest Territories with Kevin Cooey's brother Jamie Cooey back as the skip of the Northwest Territories, and uh, we have a lot of great guests for you on day one of the Briar, and of course tonight in the patch, it's the Rec Laws free admission. Uh, come on and long live the night for night one of the uh, Tim Hortons Briar. Uh, so we have a lot of guests for you. Kirk Myers is going to join us uh, throughout the Briar as our uh, Briar analyst. He's a two-time bronze medalist with Team Saskatchewan, and uh, now focusing solely on mixed doubles with his partner Laura Walker, who's Husband is on Team Canada uh, with Brad Gushu in Jeff Walker. And uh, Kirk Myers will give us a preview a little later on of what to expect over the next 10 days in Regina. Also, we'll be talking to CEO and another three-time Briar champion. Nolan Thiessen now the CEO of Curling Canada. And there's much to talk to Nolan about when it comes to the Briar coming back to Regina. Of course, it was here last in 2018. And uh, Nolan will talk about his time as a player in the Briar. What was that like to win a few of these? And uh, also what it's like now to uh, lead as CEO of Curling Canada uh, because we know what they want, uh, which is to have Canada rule again in the world of curling, even though that's been tougher and tougher as they try to figure out the format and the way to decide uh, who plays for Canada at the Olympics and at the World Championships and talk a little bit about the draw and the rules that go into the Briar and the Scotties Tournament of Hearts and uh, the constant change that we've seen on how many teams, how they decide who makes the playoffs, and everything else. Nolan Thiessen will uh, join us to tee up the Briar as well. We'll have a few other local favorites on the green zone today. Uh, two guys who are in their home Briar but not playing for Team Saskatchewan. Catlin Schneider uh, from Regina is skipping Team British Columbia. He's just on his... Uh, practice ice right now throwing the practice stones as they have been throughout the day here at the Brant Center in Regina and we'll talk to Catlin Schneider who's represented Saskatchewan uh, but now representing BC as their import uh, player and a skip the other of course a longtime uh, curler longtime champion is uh, Benny Hebert the lead for team Botcher and one of the three Alberta rinks uh, that are represented at this year's Briar in Regina. So we got a busy one for you. Britton Gray, of course, will have a Saskatchewan a spotlight of getting us ready for the Olympic Games this summer. Yes, it's an Olympic year, and there's a local diver who not only is going to the Olympics, but is considered uh, one of a potential medalist for Canada in Paris. Uh, that, of course, being Rylan Weens in diving. He'll feature Rylan coming up later this afternoon 
on the green zone. But let's get into it with one of the big CFL stories of the last week, which has been that of the investigation on Chad Kelly and the Toronto Argonauts. You heard about it? He, the, the team's being sued for wrongful dismissal. $50,000 lawsuit towards Chad Kelly, the quarterback, because of harassment. And we heard from Chad Kelly today. Well, we kind of heard from Chad Kelly today. He did what everybody does now when they want to make a statement. You go to Twitter or X and you post a two-sentence statement that reads like this. I am shocked by the allegations which have been made against me. I absolutely deny these events and intend to vigorously defend myself and will be seeking the dismissal of the action that is going forward in Ontario with that lawsuit. And of course, this lands on the CFL. What are they going to do? Randy Ambrosi was there in Vancouver yesterday at the announcement of some of the festival events that are going on in Vancouver for Grey Cup later this year, but Oh, he had to spend a good chunk of time talking to the media about the investigation into the Toronto Argonauts. We're going to let the process play out, and we'll let the facts as they come, as they are revealed because of the investigation, we'll let those facts be presented to us, and then we'll make a decision on what the right course of action is. I think it's way too soon to make any can reach any conclusions to have any pass any judgments in fact i you know we we use in this in canada we use due process as a as a principle of a good society i think you want to have good due process and we'll uh, and once we know and have the have the facts as revealed by the investigation we'll make the appropriate appropriate judgment so that was commissioner randy ambrosi of the canadian football league my issue with this was the timing of the cfl they were radio silent for days after this dropped this news came down rick west had a tsn had the story last week and it was waiting and waiting and waiting now randy ambrosi went through the timing on why it took so long and i think we got a good uh, a good indication of why it took so long to announce the halftime show of the uh, gray cup in regina if this is how long it takes them to originally on the thursday they got the notification that this was happening and then on friday uh they notified all parties that there might be an investigation and then over the weekend they didn't do much then on monday uh they again had an internal meeting and then on tuesday had another one and then they wanted to make sure all their and i was like oh my goodness these these this could have been done within hours of notifying and notifying and notifying to have the Commissioner Randy Ambrosi out in front of this, maybe even having a news conference, so he didn't have to do it while he was talking about the Grey Cup in Vancouver. And now it is completely, once again, this story has taken over some of the headlines away from what was announced in Vancouver yesterday. But it will be interesting, as it always is, with a lawsuit. And this isn't... it's. Chad Kelly is not charged with anything. This isn't a charge of sexual harassment, sexual misconduct. This is a lawsuit in Ontario where he's being sued $50,000 for violating the Ontario Human Rights Code in terms of workplace harassment. And this was from the former strength and conditioning coach, assistant coach of the Argonauts, who claimed that he wouldn't take a no for an answer, uh, really. And then when she kept denying um, him a date 
and other things. He started to get more and more belligerent. This is what she is claiming in court. But now the Canadian Football League, who has been very hard, and this is where the CFL has put themselves in how they've dealt with this. Let's be mindful. There are people that they have said, we will not submit the contracts of in the Canadian Football League because of past misconduct. When it comes to violating, and they've cited this, violating the league's violence policy and gender violence policy. Now, this all goes in in this policy. It's not only physical. It is also mental, emotional, uh, verbal harassment. That is also in there. So we'll see how it goes with the Toronto Argonauts, where things were going so well, uh, weren't they, uh, for the Argos? And Chad Kelly. But we got a much more coming up here on the Green Zone, including the Toronto Maple Leafs have made a trade for a def- defenseman, and they only have to pay about 25% of his contract, thanks to the Carolina uh, Hurricanes and the Anaheim Ducks, as Sheldon Keefe and, of course, Brad Treliving try to bolster the blue line in Toronto ahead out of next week's trade deadline. Yes, next week, next Friday, is the NHL trade deadline. What? should your team be doing in the next week to improve their Stanley Cup hopes, especially for those Canuck, Oiler, Leaf, and Jet fans, because we know the Flames, Habs, and Ottawa Senators aren't making the playoffs. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie and I with you here live from the Montana's Briar on a Friday afternoon. As it gets started tonight, the 6 p.m. draw is draw number one as Team Saskatchewan, skipped by Mike McEwen, that takes on a PEI in Prince Edward Island. Uh, also on the ice tonight, you have the Battle of Alberta. Kevin Cooey against Aaron Slachinski. The two went head-to-head in the Alberta final with Slachinski winning that one. Cooey is in because uh, he was the next highest in the rankings in the Canadian ranking system. As Of course, the field has been expanded. It's now 18 teams. You have all the provincial and territorial reps. You have Team Canada. And then you have three of the top-ranked teams in the country. Also, you have Team Canada, Brad Gushu is the defending champion, trying to win his sixth briar, which would tie the all-time record, taking on Nova Scotia tonight in Northwest Territories against Team uh, Quebec. Uh, So that is on the agenda tonight uh, for the draw number one. And then, of course, throughout the weekend, Saskatchewan's got a tough schedule this weekend. There are two games after tonight against Brad Gushu tomorrow night and then up against Kevin Cooey and Team Alberta, 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon uh, with the latest uh, when it comes to uh, the Montana's Briar. In just a little bit, we'll be joined by the uh, CEO of uh, Curling Canada, uh, Nolan Thiessen, here on the Green Zone. Last night, the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, bolstered up their blue line, Ilya Labushkin is once again a Toronto Maple Leaf, uh, right shot defenseman as uh, the trade came down uh, because, well, uh, they need uh, some defensemen. Mark Giordano uh, got injured, and they just need some help. And uh, Ilya Labushkin is a sign of the times when it comes to the National Hockey League, and I'm not too thrilled about it, to be quite honest. They just trade money. To me, I don't... I really don't think trading salary, especially the teams that aren't even involved in the trade, 
should be how the NHL conducts their business. And this has been happening for a while. The Arizona Coyotes are famous for it, of bringing on bad contracts, and then all of a sudden, there they are. Okay, we'll uh, take your $6 million and not have a player on the ice, and we'll also take some draft picks for it. And that's what happened in this trade with Ilya Lubushkin. You have Lubushkin, 50% of his contract will stay uh, in in Anaheim, and then 50% of what's left goes to the Carolina Hurricanes as the Leafs give them a sixth-round pick for 25% of the salary. I'm going, so the Toronto Maple Leafs get a player for 25%. That's it. They give up two draft picks and only pay him 25% of the salary. Now, that's the way to do business. That's the way to get trades done in the National Hockey League in the salary cap era. But I think it allows teams like Arizona to continue to be bad because they technically are paying to the floor, but they're paying to the floor because they're just taking on bad contract after bad contract to make the math work. So creative accounting, again, every team does it. They've been doing it for years. They'll find the loophole, and it'll be up to Gary Bettman to make new rules to close those loopholes in the National Hockey League. As we continue here on the Green Zone on this Friday afternoon, getting set for the Montana's Briar tonight, 6 o'clock is the start time for Team Saskatchewan against Prince Edward Islands. Time now for the Green Zone one-minute drill, the latest in sports. Yes, draw one of the Briar goes tonight at the Brand Center. Six o'clock is the start time with Brad Gushu looking for his sixth Briar title tonight. Saskatchewan, uh, Mike McEwen takes on Prince Edward Island and Tyler Smith. Alberta, Kevin Cooey against uh, Aaron Slachinski. Uh, Jamie Cooey up against Julian Tremblay in Northwest Territories against Quebec. In the NHL tonight, the Ottawa Senators host the Arizona Coyotes in one of three games on the National Hockey League schedule tonight. The Senators have lost two straight, while the Coyotes are awful. Uh, They have lost 14 straight games, including that game last night to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Elsewhere, Washington hosts Philadelphia. New Jersey visits Anaheim. In the WHL, the PA Raiders, Swift Current Broncos, and Regina Pats are all on the road. The Broncos trying to win their seventh straight game. The Broncos playing very good hockey in the dub right now. Saskatoon on home ice tonight against Lethbridge. The Blades are trying to avoid a three-game losing streak. Actually, the last time they lost two straight was November 21st and 22nd. That's how long ago the Blades have lost back-to-back games in the WHL. They've been outstanding. And Chad Kelly has made a public comment since being sued for harassment by a former assistant coach of the Argos, saying he's shocked by the allegations and he will be seeking the dismissal of the action. Coming up next here on the Green Zone, the CEO and former Briar champion himself of Curling Canada, Nolan Thiessen, will join me next on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Welcome into the Green Zone, live from the Montana's Briar. Night one tonight, Saskatchewan is on the ice against Prince Edward Island. And, of course, the free night 
uh, for admission for the patch as uh, the rec laws hit the stage uh, after the draw tonight, which will wrap up around 9-ish or so. And then you'll want to be at the patch uh, tonight for the free admission night with the rec laws on the stage. And joining us is the CEO of Curling Canada now, former Briar champion himself is Nolan Thiessen. Nolan, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Jamie. So what what's the week like for the CEO of Curling Canada? Probably probably not that busy of a schedule for you, Nolan. Yeah, well, I mean, um, I just got the gig on uh, January 3rd, and I hadn't... Uh, I didn't haven't backfilled my old role, which was sort of running the event. So I'm doing a, a kind of a little bit of two hats this week. So there's lots going on, um, but no, it's I mean, this is my favorite week of the year. I like I it always has been. Um, it was when I was a little kid. I remember my my parents. It was the only week that my sister and I weren't allowed to control the television was Briar Week. So um yeah no i'm just i i love this week so i'm just so excited did they ever was it ever in town where you got a week off school to go watch the briar as a kid well actually not the briar but the worlds uh world i i'm i grew up in brandon and uh we had the worlds in 95 and they had uh well actually i went to the scotties in 93 and i remember sitting in front of sanders whole family i was cheering for manitoba and uh, all the saskatchewan people were behind me hanging over my shoulder giving me a hard time even though i was about 11 years old 12 years old and uh which was great it's exactly the atmosphere i wanted and then uh yeah world championships in 95 uh was one i uh i maybe maybe missed a couple days of school that week that's all right yeah Uh, i missed some days of school whenever the briar scotties went through regina too Uh, that's the way it should be um do you miss it you're a chance you you won this thing you've won Mm -hmm. it three times when you're watching them practice, and I saw you interacting with like Pat Simmons and some of the guys you yeah. curled with, does it ever go, okay, I kind of miss this a little bit, being out there on the ice rather than being the guy who runs the show? Uh, yeah, I mean, I say to everybody, I said, you know, when I'm backstage and I see the guys coming in and they look like they want to throw up because, <laughs> you know, it's it, it means that much to them, I just say to myself, man, I wish I could do that one more time. But there's so much work that needs to be put into being that good, um, and I've got so much other stuff, and, and I just think I can uh, I can help make the game better um, in this other side now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there are times where I mean, there's nothing like being the only game on the ice at the at the end of the week of the Briar. What was like? What was it like winning your first one in 2010? Uh, it's undescribable. I remember because. Like it was, we won in an extra end, so it wasn't one of those ones where you know you got a big lead and you can start thinking about it. You know, right up until 15 seconds before, I had no idea if we were going to win or lose, right? And then all of a sudden, the rock stopped in the button, and oh my, I just won the briar. I mean, it just, I just, the feeling of elation is just really, really hard to describe, but um, yeah, it was amazing. So, uh, as the CEO, and now new into the role, of mm-hmm. course, uh, you, you, the point of Curling Canada and the point of these events is to get the best curler to the worlds and showcase the best curlers, and everybody's got an opinion about everything. What's what's it like? Because you're so close to the competitors. You know mm-hmm. these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, how often does a guy come over and go, come on, can we? Can, what are we doing here? Like, and how much do, do you have to rely on all the players from all the provinces, competitive, like uber pro and not, mm-hmm. to go, what is the best process? That's what's so special about this event is that it is not, like, it's this little piece of Canadiana, 
and I, I've said this a few times, like we're not we're not taking away residency. We're not taking away the provinces and territories. Like that is such a special piece of this. Um, you know, bringing in the three pre-qualified teams is just our way to make sure that the field is really strong. But, I mean, you look at the players, they still want to be called Alberta and Saskatchewan. And, like, even if they pre-qualify, right, it, it just means so much. Um, and, and, yeah, there's a there's a ton of people with a lot of opinions. And, and I say to them, the game can the, – the Briar and the Scotties can never just be strictly high performance and it can never just strictly be for entertainment. It, it, and, and just the – because – we have to find a balance there, and that's what we've tried to do with this format: is to just find a balance that um, accepts the traditions, but also knows that we're modernizing a bit. And, and we got our first taste of it uh, with now the wild card teams, what used yeah. to be wild card yep. teams representing the provinces, and seeing Manitoba sh- show up at the Scotty's yeah. Tournament of Hearts, and it might be Alberta this week at the Briar. Right? You got yep. three really good Alberta teams, and Kui Botcher and Slichinski. Uh, that are here, uh, but when, when you look, when you talk to the players, mm-hmm. like how much do they want to keep the provincial aspect? Because it was them that was like, "Can we stop wearing the Joker logos on our back? And yeah, wear totally. our province, please." I mean, yeah, they like they they love representing their provinces, and, and uh, um, you know whether it's kind of I look at it now more as just there's there's two ways to get in. Or, or three ways to get in. You get in by winning it the year before. Mm-hmm. You get in it by being one of the top teams, but you're still representing where you're from. And you can get into it by winning your uh, playdowns. So it's just you know, there's a lot of a lot of ways to get in. And um, yeah, I mean, they, you see it. You know, those teams they they still want to have the AB or SK or MB on them. Um, no matter what. Well, we got a battle of Alberta tonight yep. and the rematch of the Alberta uh, final with Kui and Slichinski yep. uh, as well. Um, but how much uh, are you always evaluating? Like this seems like every year there's a change or a shift. There's some sort of tweak. Mm. Uh, or when is going, okay, this is going to be our format for five years and we well, let's get used to it rather than changing it. Uh, yeah, I mean, this one is going to be the one for the next, like this is going to be three years. Um some of our changes happened just because it was COVID. Like yeah. the bubble year, it was kind of how can we even determine a wild card? Um, you know, and then the year after that, we thought it would be back to normal, but then there was another closure of a bunch of things, and all of a sudden we had to go back to this format. And, you know, last year we said, okay, the next three years, this is the way it's going to be. And, you know, after year two, we'll start to assess whether – Okay, is this is this right? Do we need further tweaks, or is this going to be it again? And and then you know at that point we'll probably say, okay, for the next quadrennial, this is how it'll be, and we'll start we'll start working in increments like that. Um, I know it's hard. Um, you don't want to just make changes every year because then you you never really know is it a one off or yeah. is is the change um, actually beneficial or detrimental. So, um, but we're also not in a situation where we're saying this is how it's going to be forever. Um, we have to be able to evolve. Nolan Thiessen is the CEO of Curling Canada, a newly minted CEO uh, of uh, Curling Canada uh, here on the Green Zone as uh, the Montana's Briar uh, starts tonight. Logistically, mm-hmm. once the event starts, is that like, okay, 
or is it always what how's the ice doing what is like how much do you talk to the ice technicians all that stuff do we need to open doors to the building how hot is it outside because it was a little bit ridiculous in calgary last week yeah. i think yeah. <laughs> well i mean we hire we hire the ice makers for a reason they're the they're the i always tell them i said i I don't know how to do your job, so <laughs> I'm not going to be coming in. I may ask some questions because I'm interested, but I am not telling you what you should and shouldn't do. Um, with our events in general, everyone with Curling Canada, I think, you know, once we get the machine roll cranked up, because we, you know, we were in Calgary four days ago, right? Yeah. And then and then we, you know, loaded up the truck Sunday night and got it here and reset up. Um, you know, once we get everything up and running, it, it smooths out a bit, but then, Next weekend with the championship weekend, things things really pick up because uh, it just gets so busy and uh, and so exciting. As much as you, you like to spread the event around, um, how much do you enjoy coming to the prairies and uh, see probably a little bit more sellouts and everything else throughout the week? And how good of a job has the crew done here to get things set up? Yeah, I mean, it's the... It's the heartbeat of curling for a reason, right? It, it always has been, and, and, you know, I'd venture to say it, it always will be. I mean, there's a lot of areas in this country that curling is, is doing well, but, um, you know, you just always know it, it's such a knowledgeable crowd, too. Yeah. Um, and, and the volunteers and, the you know, the people that are on the host committee, they've, they've been through this a few times. They know what to expect, right? Um, and, yeah, I think it's it's going to be a world-class event, as always, here in Regina. Well, when you got uh, people like uh, Shannon England and, of course, yeah. Bernadette McIntyre and all everybody around, uh, it'll be uh, done right. Uh, Absolutely. Nolan Thiessen, CEO of Curling Canada, thanks so much. Enjoy the rest of the uh, 10 days here in Regina. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Jamie. All right. Thank you very much. That's Nolan Thiessen here on the Green Zone, CEO of Curling Canada. I know he made a lot of people happy who text the show when he said it's going to be a provincial. It's going to be you're going to see the provinces represented, all that stuff, because that's what Saskatchewan likes to see at the Briar. More to come. Catlin Schneider, Ben Hebert, and a lot more from the Briar ahead of night one tonight. Saskatchewan against PEI. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie and I with you live from the Briar. It is night one. Saskatchewan against PEI tonight. Draw number one is six o'clock start time. It's also free admission night uh, for the patch. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't forget. We have some money. Uh, to give away with the Green Zone Tic Tac 20 contest as this week's jackpot is $2,000. And this is what we've been doing. The jackpot goes up 100 bucks every week, and the jackpot will go to somebody whenever a team scores on a Saturday in the National Hockey League in the first 20 seconds of the game, in the first 20 seconds of that first period. And so far this season, it has not yet happened we have gone all year long it's happened in the middle of the week on a thursday or a wednesday or a monday but it has not yet happened on a saturday so the jackpot sits at two thousand dollars for the green zone tic tac 20 contest and there's 13 games tomorrow in the national hockey league and let's tell you who's playing for the two grand uh, they are from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And it is Ross Stephen. Ross Stephen is the contestant. Ross 
And if you know Ross, let him know. He should be watching some hockey tomorrow along with some curling. Uh, but uh, tomorrow with the Green Zone Tic Tac 20 contest, 13 games in the National Hockey League. And if any of those games start with a goal in the first 20 seconds of the first period, Ross will win $2,000. And, of course, if it doesn't happen, next week someone is playing for $2,100 with the Green Zone Tic Tac 20 contest. So there we go. Uh, That is the Green Zone Tic Tac 20 contest up to $2,000 jackpot. Uh, we're live uh, here at the, the Briar uh, with the Green Zone. We'll be here next week as well. So if you're coming in and out of the Briar, uh, the Briar Patch, we are right between the Patch and the Brant Center. Uh, so that's where you can find us uh, all week long here on uh, the Green Zone. If you'd like to swing by, uh, say hi, and uh, we can have a chat. And we're going to have a chat right now with the hometown skip of Team British Columbia is uh, Catlin Schneider with his fourth Briar appearance. Catlin, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, man. What's it like to be in a hometown Briar wearing BC blue? <laughs> I'm figuring it out as we go. Yeah, I <laughs> know yeah, it's been great, and um, obviously it's it's a lot, but I'm uh, taking it in stride and enjoying it and trying to. And um, it definitely doesn't feel like I'm. It feels like I'm in, you know, the hometown colors almost, right? Yeah. So. Uh, what did Jay say this morning? Our teammate goes, uh, uh, blue and yellow makes green anyway, so you're good to go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, what, this is your fourth one. Yes. What have you learned from the previous three uh, to go, okay, this is how we should handle the week? Yeah, oh, tons, obviously, and obviously I haven't had a hometown one yet, um, so it's it's a little extra. But, yeah, just managing everything, expectations, um, you know, sleep, rest, uh, fun, um, <laughs> A little bit of everything, and obviously I've uh, I've been on the podium once. I've been to playoffs a couple times. I understand what it takes to get there, and hopefully I can kind of um, help the boys um, kind of understand that, and, and they can lean on my experiences anytime they need. Um, yeah, there's so many little things that you learn, like what kind of do's and don'ts and what helps you, what doesn't, and, and what kind of people you need to surround yourself with during the week to kind of keep the body good and, um, you know, cooking a bunch of meals. Like I, I made a bunch of meals. My girlfriend made a bunch of meals. My mom made a bunch of meals. My sister made a bunch of meals. So we're we're just, like, set up to, you know, eat well and, and get a little more downtime and, and stay healthy, and it's going to be a hell of a week. I'm really excited to be here, and and uh, so I'm going to start by enjoying a cold one in the patch tonight for the rec clause. Exactly. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. You got the greatest strategy of all right there. <laughs> um, but uh, you, you have the night off tonight, yeah. right? So yeah. What, what what's it? Will you be there watching, yeah. tracking rocks yeah. already, uh, getting mm. ready before your first draw tomorrow afternoon? Yeah. Yeah, my company, Prairie Sun Solar, we, we bought a box, so we're okay. going to be uh, kind of having clients, friends, family, co-workers up there, so I'm going to join them tonight just to kind of take a little action to start while I'm not on the ice, um, go to the patch and see the records play a little bit, have a beer and just enjoy it, um, and then back on a, back on uh, for a first game at one tomorrow, and uh, it's just been a, it's been a wild week, like I feel like a bit, bit of a rented mule in the last, <laughs> the last four days, so I just can't wait to just just relax tonight yeah. and just enjoy it and um 
as much as we need to do all the right things to win, it's you also got to enjoy it, right? Or else it feels like it's not enjoyable if you're if you're not having fun. So that's what we're gonna do tonight. Uh, nothing crazy, just uh, taking a little action. Uh, kind of obviously do. We got my team doing uh, and our coaches and fifth doing some uh, rock scouting and some ice reading and yep. do a little bit of that and then um, enjoy a couple cold ones and then get a good sleep tonight and be ready for tomorrow. Well, what about your year? Like, yeah, has it has that been a whirlwind to mm-hmm. kind of do a shift? And then, boom, you're provincial champions of BC, and you're going home to Regina for a briar. Yeah, it's it's been crazy. And obviously had this one marked for a long time. Um, we had an opportunity in 2017 when I played with Jimmy Cotter. To, uh, we, we, I played in BC. We made it all the way to the finals, lost the final in the extra end for a Regina briar. That one uh, was one of my worst losses of my career. Um, I'll never forget that one. That one hurt a lot. And that's just what gets a guy up in the morning and what gets him to the gym at 5 in the morning and, and what makes him keep working hard and keep throwing rocks and getting better and trying to try to learn more and try to figure out how to win more, right? And, uh, you know, what would you know, you know, however many years that is later, seven yeah. years later, I'll play in BC again as a skip and win it and come to a hometown briar. So... Um, speaks to my teammates. It speaks to my friends and family for supporting me. It speaks to my trainer. It speaks to my company for supporting me. It's it's been a wild ride, and uh, I couldn't be you know more thankful to be here. It takes a lot, doesn't it? You know, to be a competitive curler in this it country, it does. And and you're you're working full time too. Like I'm busy as it is, and living on the farm and doing a lot of stuff all the time. So to find the time too it, you know you has got to be before the sun comes up to get some training in, get some throws in, and and um, it's it's never ending it seems and that's kind of how my life is and i'm used to it now and i enjoy it and hopefully keeps me out of trouble a little bit (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah no it's uh it's a it's a wild ride and i'm just i'm uh, finally honestly today was the first time just standing out there for practice that it's actually okay this is happening this is real right so how loud are the schneiders going to be this week yeah it's going to be it's going to be loud i got (laughs) got a lot of schneiders that's for sure and there's uh you know even my company uh some of our friends are gonna be loud and some of my old teammates that I played football with on the Rams and who play for the Riders now are going to be here. Though those guys are always down for rambunctious time. Um, I just can't wait. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be a great week. Yeah. Catlin Schneider, the hometown skip. He'll be representing BC all week. But of course, uh, wearing those uh, Saskatchewan colors <laughs> at his heart uh, for sure uh, this week as well. Catlin, thanks for joining us. I know it's a busy week. Enjoy the rec laws tonight. Yes, thank you. Uh, are you going to well. be there, Jimmy? Oh, absolutely. Do you all know right. How many times I play the rec laws? Long live the night on this show. <laughs> Come Love on. it. All right, we'll see you there for a cold one. Right on. All that right. is Catlin Schneider, skip of BC this week, but the hometown skip will try to win one at home here in Regina. A lot more coming up here on the Green Zone. The vice chair, Shannon England, is coming up. We'll also have Ben Hebert here. Uh, Britton Gray will be covering the Briar for us as well. Plenty of more guests. Night one of the Briar. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.